Hey there, I'm Emlyn Miles Mattingly, your host for the Minority Money Podcast. I'm glad you're here. You know why? Because this is the place you can come to get your weekly finance, family, and fitness motivation, not only to experience success in those areas for yourself, but also to help others in our community achieve greatness too. Super happy that you're on the show with me. So let's jump right in. Welcome back to the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. Want to get right back into this with you guys. And today we have an exciting episode for you. But before we get to the episode, wanted to do a few housekeeping items and just let you guys know what's going on. So as you all know, we've been asking for reviews from you and those have been coming in and we want to thank you for that. I thank you, every one of you that's written a review on, I keep calling it iTunes, but on Apple Podcast. We thank you for those. Those are really helping us out. And also one last time or not last time, but another time, this is something that came in. We actually did get some feedback from listeners and they have been sending the episodes that they like to family members and friends. So if you haven't had a chance to do that and you have a family member or friend that you wanted to receive some of this information we have on the show, please send them the show, let them know how much you love it. And we will try to make sure that we keep you as a person that you're worried telling them how great the show is. So with that, we're going to jump into today's show and we are joined by Julia Menez and Julia, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me here. I am so excited to be here today. Yes. So Julia and I met on social media. We met on IG and I seen some of the stuff she was doing. She does some travel hacks. And as soon as I seen it, I was like, travel hack, we got to have her on because I know one of the largest goals for most of my clients as a financial advisor, one of my largest goals that they have is traveling. Everybody wants to travel, right? And so today we are hoping that Julia, or we know Julia is going to make traveling a little easier for us. So if you can give us a little background about yourself, what you do, who you are, and how you got into what you're doing now. Sure. So I grew up in the very exciting town of Blue Springs, Missouri. Grew up right in the middle of the USA. And growing up, our travel style was every eight years or so, my family would get to take a vacation to the Philippines. And then There wasn't a lot that happened in between those eight years. I think we went to Florida once. We went to California once from Missouri. And that was really it. And I really just wanted to travel more. When I was in college, I got to study abroad in China. And we studied international business. And that was so exciting. And I just really wanted a career that would let me do that more. I'm an actuary in my day job, which has all sorts of fun stereotypes that I don't exactly fit. But I was really hoping to become an international actuary, and then my job would just pay for me to do actuary stuff, pricing, finance, all over the world. Well, it turns out that was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be to get one of those roles because they're very far and few. I have one now, but I still don't get to travel for free because our budget is a bit low after COVID happened. In the meantime, I was just asking myself, okay, is there some way that I can just have somebody give me free travel from the universe and then I don't have to pay for it myself, whether it's my job or something else. Well, one day my husband came home from work and then he showed me these different fire blogs for as many of your listeners know, I'm sure financial independence, retire early. And I dove so deep into these blogs and they talked about different things, whether it was retirement or taxes, investments, and some of them talked about travel hacking which at first I thought the exact same thing as everybody else. This is a scam. 
you're applying for a whole bunch of credit cards. It literally has the word hacking in there. So this has to be a scam. And it took us a while before we actually got comfortable enough to open a couple cards and get some points. And then the first time we actually redeemed points was on accident. We were going to go on a trip to Morocco. And so we had booked our flights separately, but then everything else, hotel, transportation, excursions, tour guide, all of that was handled by one guy who had to cancel on us 20 hours before we were going to board our flight due to a family emergency. And he was a one-man shop and had no backup. So he was like, I'm sorry, I have to refund you. Good luck. Okay, bye. And then we had no hotel. We had no tour guide. And I definitely didn't speak Arabic. Then we had just met a sign-up bonus on one of our cards. And I called American Express and said, hey, I get a free hotel night, right? Like, how does this work? And they said, yes, you have enough points to get three free nights at the Sheraton in Casablanca. And I said, cool, I'll figure out what to do from there. And so after we got there, I just thought this isn't going to work. We're not actually going to get a free hotel night, but we did get our free nights. They actually upgraded us because we had status due to the cards. We got free breakfast, free cocktail hour. It was amazing. And from there, we were hooked. And now I am so excited to get to teach other people how to travel for free like this as well. See, and it's like, you like describe the perfect storm. So this is very typical. You get someone to help you do everything. And then you put all of your faith, all of your faith into this person. Because when you travel somewhere you haven't been before, it's that's scary in itself, right? Even if you're staying inside the country, but a little long going to a country where you're speaking Arabic. So as I'm listening to that, even as I'm repeating what you went through, I'm sitting here thinking like we had something similar happen like that, but our person didn't leave. We were able to contact them and they were able to help us out. But how does all that happen? And this is it. You said you had some points and I know people are listening. They're like, okay, so talk us through that. Cause you had some points, you got some points. I'm sure you like signed up for a credit card, got some bonus, I guess, for signing up for the card. Maybe you used it or whatnot, but kind of talk us through that part and how you were able to apply that, if you will. Sure, so the whole idea of travel hacking is that you get to travel for free by leveraging the loyalty programs of credit card companies, airlines, hotels, because they all have different point systems. And the point systems are all a little bit different, a little bit the same, but the way that we did this one, this was through the Starwood Preferred card. Back in the day, they've since merged with Marriott and this card doesn't exist anymore. But the structure is pretty similar with most other cards these days where you open the card, you spend a certain amount of money in a certain amount of time, and then you get a certain amount of points as an introductory bonus. For example, right now, if you were to open a card, maybe you have to spend $3,000 in three months, you get 80,000 points or something like that. The cards might be structured something like you spend $3,000 in three months and get 80,000 sign-up bonus points. And depending on the transfer partners of that particular card program, you can use it for certain hotels or certain airlines. So this one that we got just happened to be a co-branded card with Starwood Hotels. So we were able to take those points that we got from the sign-up bonus and use them for free nights at the hotel. Nice. Okay. And that's what I thought was going to happen. And then you just apply these points and now you got your free hotel. Okay. And then what else was going on there? You also sometimes can get status with the hotel credit cards, depending on which card you get. Some of them will come with automatic status. For example, if you were to get like a Hilton Aspire card, that already comes with diamond status, which is the highest level of status you can get with Hilton. You get free breakfast outside of the US, you get lounge access, you get a free hotel night every year at any Hilton hotel in the world, which is incredible. I've been able to use this perk before. 
and we stayed at, of course, the most expensive hotel that we could find that qualified, which was the Grand Wailea in Maui. It's a Waldorf Astoria hotel. It starts at $500 a night. And I wrote to them and asked, hey, can we get upgraded to the $650 a night room? And they actually upgraded us to the $900 per night room, which is like in a gated community part of the hotel. It comes with free breakfast, free dinner, which saved us a ton of money in Hawaii. And they wheeled in a cart of champagne and local snacks. So we all in all saved more than $1,000 at this hotel stay. So if you guys want the email upgrade template that I used to write to this hotel, there is a link for you in the show notes that I'm going to send over for that. Awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, we just got started. I mean, we're 10 minutes in and it's already, I'm already feeling like we're moving. So you kind of explained what travel hacking is, but is there anything else that you would say if you're trying to get the whole, that you feel like there's anything you left out on travel hacking and what it exactly is just for someone that might not know? Yeah. So like I said, travel hacking, it's getting free travel through the benefit programs. I think it's really important to specify what travel hacking is not. It's not some like shady illegal thing that you're doing in your basement. You're not stealing other people's credit cards. Some people, though, do get themselves in trouble really fast because they think, oh, I got a free hotel room. What if I can just get 300 free hotel rooms? And then when people get greedy or they try to like buy a whole bunch of gift cards and then sell them on the black market or something, it can get them into a lot of trouble. And there's two rules that we want to make sure everybody who tries to get into this game knows about. So first of all, always pay your credit card bills off on time. Every month, it should be zero. If you're not in a position yet where you can pay off your credit cards every month in full, this game is not for you yet. Because if you're carrying over a balance, then you have to pay interest. And that's how the credit card companies can afford to give such good rewards on these cards is they are banking that people will not be able to pay it off in full. And if they're charging all of that interest and these cards have some of the highest interest rates of any cards on the market, that's how they can afford to give those rewards. Rule number one, always pay off your bill on time. And rule number two, don't go buying more things just to get more points. Like things that weren't in your budget at all, it's always a trap people fall into where they're like, oh, I don't really need that $500 coat, but if I buy it, I'm gonna get 500 more points. Do not fall into that trap. Always just think strategically about when should I open my cards to easily meet a sign-up bonus if I'm going to have a large expense anyway to remodel a kitchen or have a down payment on a car or something. Just time it strategically. Use the best card that can get the most points. And that way you avoid overinflating your budget just to maybe get a flight. Makes sense. Now, how do you keep track of all of that? Because that's what I like. I'm thinking you're an actuary, so you're good with numbers. You probably have spreadsheets and all this other stuff to keep track of it. But how do we do that? I actually have no spreadsheets to track any of this because I always tell people, whatever you're trying to do, somebody already probably built an app for it. There's a few that I like. If you're trying to track how many points you have with all the different programs, go with awardwallet.com. It's a dashboard that aggregates all of your different points programs into one place. If you're trying to track which card you're even supposed to use for a given purchase, I recommend the Card Pointers app. It's great. You just tell it what cards you have in your wallet, what you're trying to buy, if it's groceries or online shopping or gas or something else, and it'll tell you which card to use because different cards will have different bonus categories, different points will have different values. Card Pointers app is a really good tool as well. I like that. I like that. 
I mean, I think that this is what I'm feeling. I'm getting excited because <laughs> I'm like, okay, so we can get some stuff. And I guess my next question is going to be, because we're talking about opening up new cards, right? So what do you do with the existing cards that you have? Let's say I'm just going to use this one because this is something that we use, like a thank you rewards card. That's what we use all the time for most of our stuff. And if you're in this situation and you already have a credit card and you're not necessarily wanting to open up a new one, then where would you go? Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So let's say you've already opened a card, you've met your sign up bonus and you're like, okay, like, do I close it? What do I do now? You have a few different options. One, you can just keep using the card over and over again. In the following years, you might have to keep paying an annual fee. And if you're going to keep that card open, you want to just make sure that you can justify the annual fee with the benefits that you get from the card. For example, a lot of the hotel cards will come with a $95 annual fee, but you get a free night. And as long as you're staying at that hotel chain at once per year, and that hotel room that you're getting for free was going to cost at least $95, the card pays for itself. So that's option one. Option two. So you also have the option to downgrade the card. For example, if you have a Chase Sapphire Reserve, it costs like $550 a year. You're like, oh, I don't really want to pay that anymore, but I don't want to close down the credit line because that hurts your credit score to shrink the total amount of credit available to you. You can just call the credit card company and say you want to do a product change to a free version of the card. So you downgrade to a Chase Freedom Flex or a Chase Freedom Unlimited. You won't get as many different perks with the card, but it'll be free and you've maintained the credit line. And then the last option is if there's no way to downgrade the card, just close it but you want to see if you can transfer your line of credit to another card that you have with that same bank, again, to preserve your credit score. And if you're going to keep cards open, if it's a free card, don't close it down. Just keep it open forever. It's good for your credit score. Buy a piece of candy every few months just to keep the card active. So you don't want to be closing down your free cards, but if there is an annual fee, then I would say, see if you can justify the annual fee if you can't downgrade. If you can't downgrade, then transfer your credit line and then close down the card. And this is after you've already had a card. What happens if you have an existing card? Like I'm talking about for me now we're hearing this and now I'm like, okay, yeah, we want to start trying to do some travel hacks. What would be the first thing that you would say to someone in our situation? If you already have decide whether or not you should open more? Not necessarily opening more, using the card that I have, like using the existing card that I have because the card I have has points but we've never used them. I have a pretty good accumulation of points. We were checking, I was checking it because I knew I was going to be on this call. And so what would you do in that case? How would you become more, I guess, better versed in the points that you have? How would you use the existing cards? Is there something that you would say like- We're using up the points. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I really like to Google the phrase sweet spots with whatever points program you have. So if you have thank you points, you can just say thank you points, redemption, sweet spots, or chase ultimate rewards redemption sweet spots to figure out the best way to use your points because sometimes it's really easy to use points for example southwest you're almost always just going to get a value of 1.5 or 1.6 cents per point when you redeem them for free flights and it's easy to do that through southwest.com with some of the other more flexible points whether it's chase or amex or city what exactly is the way to those points so this is where Google really in handy, where you can say, okay, transfer city points to, and how much cost. The best things that you can do with city thank you points is transfer to the Turkish Airlines Miles and Smiles program. And they have some really good sweet spots there where you can go to Hawaii for 7,500 points one way, or you can go to Europe for 45,000 points one way. A lot of really good uses for those cards. Well, make sure we put those links in the show notes because you're dropping all these gems. 
and we want to make sure that people are able to get them. So I know one thing that you like to talk about is increasing diverse representation and points in, in miles media. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So one of the main reasons I started with GeoBreeze Travel, I'm sure if any of you have Googled best travel hacking blog or best points and miles blog or anything, you're going to run into approximately the same 12 white guys over and over again. And when I was trying to learn how all of this worked, I just couldn't find anybody that I could identify with. I would go into Facebook groups and all the advice kind of sounded the same. I couldn't find anybody who traveled in the style that I did. There just weren't a lot of women. There weren't a lot of people of color, first generation or immigrants who are doing this publicly. But I know that there are a lot of people who actually are doing it, just they don't ever get featured talking about it. So I thought, what if I make a channel that features all of the stories that maybe are harder to find in other points in media, points and miles media channels. So that's just kind of how GeoBreeze Travel was born, was out of me being lonely and wanted to find some other people to talk to who didn't have the same advice that you find everywhere else. I love that. I find it like very, very similar to what we're doing, right? So we're doing it in finance. You talked about it as an actuary. So it was almost your night job looked a lot like your day job, right? The GeoBreeze was like seeing all of the lack of representation in that field and jumping into it. Like, I'm so glad you did this. When it comes to that, as you've been able to, as you've started doing this, do you feel like you're building a community? Do you feel like you're seeing more people? Talk to us a little bit about that, about how it's been received. Absolutely. I really love when I get those DMs on Instagram of, I've never seen somebody who looks like me get featured in this before. I've gotten some messages from different Latina girls saying like, we couldn't afford to see our family before, like in Mexico. It's been a long time and it's just been years since I've seen my cousins and this helped us to be able to travel hack and get to fly to Mexico for free, which is amazing because so many of the general content out there is like, here's how to get a family of four for free to Europe or something, or here's a super luxurious trip to Dubai, or it's really catered to the white picket fence family type of travel or like road warriors or just people who want to experience ultimate luxury. And that's great. Like the content for that's really great, but there's also a lot of people who just can't afford a $600 plane ticket. And this can really help all of those people see their families or take their kids on vacation that they might otherwise not be able to afford. So true. So true. And then on the flip side of this, and this is just me talking about it from the financial advisor piece. When I'm sitting down and I'm talking to people and we're doing their financial plan, nine out of 10 people want to travel. You know, nine out of 10 people are saying, I want to travel more. I want to travel more. And then the anxiety and the worry. And the crazy thing for a lot of my clients is it's not the money. It's just that they don't know how to like, it's just a mindset. And so I think you probably have ran into that. What would you say to someone that that's looking to travel? Like, is there a different mindset that you have to have to travel the way that you traveled? Is there something that, or do you just say, just do it? I think it's actually really challenging for a lot of people who come from like the personal finance space because we're all so used to saving and being frugal. And the advice is always just invest your money, let the interest compound so that you have more money. You can't do that with points and miles. Like if you let the points sit there, it's not going to compound interest itself into more points. It's actually going to do the opposite because inflation hits points just the same way that it hits money. Where if you're looking at a particular hotel this year and it costs 20,000 points to stay there, Next year, it might cost 25000 for the exact same hotel. 
and your points are not going to compound interest to keep up with that. So it's what we call devaluation of points. And it's probably the most difficult mindset shift for people who come from the more like personal finance type of background. Yeah. And so I'm just thinking about that. So I'll say this, we do things a little different here at Gen Next. We want people traveling. It doesn't make sense for you to save all this money for your entire life and never, ever use it. So that I think is a lot of like the Dave Ramsey type stuff, which Dave Ramsey doesn't look anything like us here. We don't necessarily take his advice. So we want to people to live now and save some money for later. So we want to be able to have that balance. And I think that when you are able to travel and do things that you reward yourself for the hard work that you've paid, that you've done, I think it makes a more complete financial picture for someone, right? This doesn't make sense to wait until you're too old to go try to travel when you might not be able to travel as well when you're older. So get it done while you're younger and continue to do it. That's just what we practice with our clients here. We always make sure that we tell them to travel because I think that traveling does so much to you. I think about the trips that my wife and I have taken and we went, uh, when we did our, when we got married, we took our honeymoon, we went to Europe for 16 days and going to that trip. And I'm saying this for anybody that's just, you know, people that just haven't traveled. And I'm not saying you need to go take 16 days and go to Europe. But when we did that trip, it did something to us. There was such an appreciation for the culture. We started in London and it was so cool to be there and just listen to the people and just talking and just being around different people, just the culture. The food was okay, but the people were great. Food was just okay, really bland, but And one thing that really stood out to us is we were there and we were going down the river, we're doing like a tour and they were given like the history of England, right? And they're talking about the Battle of Waterloo, they're talking about all this stuff. And then he's given like the chronological history and he goes, you know, 1776, that was a different year for us. And we don't talk about that year here. And it was so funny to hear him say that because, you know, it's different for us over here. We won that war. But the thing is just being able to be there. Then we went to France and we got to experience what that was like. The food in France, absolutely amazing. I understand why they say Bon Appetit is just great, right? And so we were able to have all these experiences and talk about the different cultures. And when you come back home from a place like that, there's such more appreciation for what you have and just how we live life here. Like the American life is just different, especially when you get to go travel to other countries. Can you talk a little bit about your experiences in traveling? And some of the things that you've been able to see as you've been traveling and looking at the world. Talk to us a little bit about that, Julia. Yeah, for sure. And I think also with travel hacking, a lot of us maybe have the mindset of, oh, I don't deserve to have like this much luxury and it's just extravagant and a waste of money. But then suddenly travel hacking gives you this experience and lets you see that like, yes, I deserve to have nice things too. And there's a way to have nice things, which is really cool. The way that my husband and I travel, we really like to do big cities because they're convenient for airports. A lot of people are, and we lived in Colorado for a while, so I don't know why we're not more outdoorsy, but people are like, oh, we camped next to some hyenas in this safari. I'm like, no, that's, I'm not going to do that. So we like to do city travel. We really like to avoid renting cars and driving as much as possible. We like to just take public transportation or do Ubers or walk around staying at the nice hotels in these cities. We're very much into experiencing the local food. And I think some of the best places where Peru has been a favorite, Spain, Thailand, Morocco, we like to go to places that have amazing food. I think one of the most understated places that we've been to has been Estonia. No one ever talks about going to Estonia, but it's amazing. A lot of people, at least in Tallinn, will speak English. There's 
all these castles. So it's very Instagrammable if you're into taking photos. The High Valyrian language of Game of Thrones is based off of Estonian. So it just feels like you're in Game of Thrones. The food is good. It's really good. It's really cheap too. They accept euros. So you don't have to do all these weird money exchanges. I really recommend Estonia, which I don't hear nearly enough people recommending going there. Never heard that. Like Estonia, never would have thought Estonia would be a place to visit. And uh, that's in Eastern Europe though, right? Estonia is Eastern Europe? Yes, it's right next to Russia. <laughs> okay. Eastern Europe gets just the bad look, right? Like I want to go there. One of the places I want to go, and this is not Eastern Europe, but one of the places I wanted to go was Istanbul. I just always wanted to go there. Such a rich culture, such a rich history, and so much global influence from outward. Like it's just a great place. And so that's been something that I've wanted, someplace we wanted to travel. Peru, my wife actually went to Peru on a trip without me before we were married. Went there for three weeks, and that is the place I have to hear about all the time. She did Machu Picchu, and she talks about Lima and going to Cusco and, like, the food and the people. She just said it was just a, I don't know, I guess it seems like we judge the place by the food and the people. Just because usually, like, one place I love to get to know the people and the culture, and, and that's, I think, eating the food of the people of the places you visit, I think, is always really, really cool. One other thing that I like to judge place by is just, like, city planning and logistics, and Singapore is the best. Like, very few places will even come close to Singapore as far as city planning because it's basically a rainforest, and it's raining all the time. And they've just structured all of these walkways to have like coverings so you can get from point A to point B, either underground or through a mall or through a covered area without getting wet. And just the public transportation, the airport, it takes six minutes to get through security in the airport. And they have free samples of everything. Cognac, Grey Goose, they gave me a free facial at La Prairie. They had a $600 jar of face cream that they put my face. And then I got a free makeover at the Dior counter. Singapore, as far as logistics and free fancy stuff is unparalleled. This is so awesome. Like, I love this. I love this. God, I never even thought about Singapore. I've heard some friends of mine that's been to Thailand. I don't know anybody that's been to Singapore, though. But hearing you say that just makes me, I, mean, I just would love to experience that. So, Julia, I have to say this. We've been talking about this for a little while. If you were to say, okay, this is it. Let's get started. And you gave us your first two tips, right? So we got those two tips. Now, if you're saying, okay, I'm going to go, not, not necessarily saying recommendations for credit cards to get, but what are some of your favorite cards? What are some of your favorite point systems and how that all works? Please, please let us know. Yeah. So I would say it's best to work backwards because a lot of people fall into the trap of what I call shiny card syndrome, where they say, oh, I'm going to grab a Marriott card and then an Amex Platinum and then a Chase Preferred and then you have points in 20 different pools that you can't just like pull together for good prizes. So work backwards. If you want to say, okay, I want to go on a trip to Japan, figure out who flies from your home airport to Tokyo. How many points is that route going to cost? Who transfers those points to that airline? And what credit cards can get you those kinds of points? And how much do you have to spend on those credit cards, either through minimum spend or something else in order to get those points? I really prefer the flexible points. I always tell people to start with Chase just because they have something called the five over 24 rule, which says that if you have opened five or more cards across any bank in the last 24 months, Chase will just reject your next application. But Amex doesn't have that rule. City doesn't have that rule. So you can grab five Chase cards and then move on to Amex, but not the other way around. So I'd say start with the Chase points first and then also figure out how many cards you actually need to open 
to get the trip that you want for free. Also, super important, never apply for a card through Google. Always use a friend's referral link or support a creator. Use our affiliate links so that the banks have to pay out some kind of commission to somebody for you applying for that card because the banks have enough money. We want to make sure that they're paying all of us to talk about these cards for them. Absolutely. I like that. I never would have thought about the referral link. I'm actually horrible at that. Anything else? That would be my main first step is work backwards. Your answer is probably going to be something in the chase realm. If you have specific questions on how to get redemptions for a specific destination, I offer coaching calls as well. I have a link to that in my Instagram and I have a few free slots every month too. They go super fast, but I do free coaching calls and then some are paid as well. Nice. Okay, cool. And man, this has all been incredible. And as you know, this is the Minority Money Podcast where we are changing the complexion of wealth. What motivates you and inspires you to continue to grow and learn and lead, Julia? I think a lot of the times it's just because I've had so much loneliness, like trying to figure this out on my own. Because first of all, don't try to figure out travel hacking on your own. It's a lot of just watching YouTubes and reading blogs and then wondering, how do you figure stuff out? on your own. So always just ask. And it's a lot harder to do that if everybody who you turn to to ask just doesn't have any shared lived experiences with you. So through the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast, we try to feature people from all different walks of life so that you will find somebody that you can identify with to ask your travel hacking questions to. Nice. How has your family supported you on this journey? Yeah. So they're very confused on the whole points and miles thing, as most people are. And they don't want to hear about it anymore, which also I think is part of the reason that I have a podcast and an Instagram because I just incessantly want to talk about points and miles all the time. And magically people tune in each week to hear me do that with other people. And then I type it out on my Instagram every week. But my parents and my siblings are very impressed with all of the free travel I get. I keep trying to get them into it. but They're like, no, we're not going to not going to do that. We'll just share your photos with other people. So they're very supportive in that way. But my referral links very often to open new cards. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. If you could offer a piece of advice to our listeners, what would that piece of advice be? The best travel hack, the single best travel hack is to find other friends who can show you even more travel hacks. Because I think so many people are, are just looking for where's the website where all of this is housed or like, what's the one trick? And it's never one trick because it's not like you're looking for a treasure map. Because if there was like one trick that could get you everything, that would be depleted. And then everybody would do it and the banks would suddenly change their rules because it was too good of a loophole. So what you need to do instead is just find other people who can keep up with this information and who can share more tricks with you as they come out. So as with everything else, expand your network, surround yourself with people you want to be like. And we have a wonderful community on the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast of people who are wanting to help you. Awesome. Julia, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing all of this stuff with us. I'm excited about it. My wife and I will be scheduling an appointment with you, just so you know, so we can talk. And then everything that we've talked about today will be in the show notes. The one last thing I wanted to say is if people want to get more of you, you've talked about your Instagram. So let's get that handle out for them. What's your Instagram handle? Sure. My handle is GeoBreeze Travel on Instagram. And I hang out there probably more than I should. So that's the best way to get a hold of me. Nice. So Geo Breeze, and that's G-E-O Breeze, B-R-E-E-Z-E. And that's where we can find you there. Thank you again for coming on and, and taking the time. I think this is absolutely incredible. And I can't wait to book my first trip using some points. As you all know, this is the Minority Money Podcast, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. I'm your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly. Until next time. 
another great showdown, but it doesn't have to stop there. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast app you're listening on now and give it a good rating, would you? If you feel really connected to the podcast, which I hope you do, find our Facebook community, Minority Money VIP, to support and be supported by others just like you. And again, we're glad to have you. While this podcast is meant to inspire and motivate you to live your best life, it can't be your complete one-stop shop. I know, I know, that really sucks. But I don't know anything about your specific situation. So please reach out to an attorney or CPA, or you can reach out to me, a financial planner, to help you with your specific situation. To get a hold of us, please reach us at fan at Minority Money Podcast. That's F-A-N at Minority Money Podcast, so we can get to know you there. Thanks for being here, and until next time.